We're just going to, I just got a series that I want to talk into uh, over this January period. Just for those that don't know, what we do over January, we, we get all the gatherings to come together over January. One allows our leaders to have a, have a break, but it's also a great way to really refresh into the new year and, and allow an opportunity just to speak in. And, and I was just, as I was, uh, I just felt like this message or this series is going to really flow on to what we talked about the end of last year, talking about using our gifts. And I really felt God's really put this message on my heart to share over January. And I just remember growing up, um, I, grow, I grew up with uh, fireplaces around in my house. Now, I don't have them in my house at the moment, but as a kid, I was lucky enough to have it. And I, I could sit around a fireplace, you know, and hours just, just standing there. I'd get, you know, dressed every morning in there because I was cold. That's just the way it was. That's what our family did. And, and I just remember getting up in the mornings and just remembering, you know, sleeping, the fire would be obviously barely going. And my role at times was to get the fire stoked up uh, and, you know, fan into flame uh, the fire. And so there I'd be blowing, trying to get it going, smoke coming in my face and going into the whole house. And then once you get it going, getting stoked and the fire's going good again. And I want to use this uh, illustration and it's not actually just my illustration. This is an illustration Paul uses in scripture about our faith. And I think we all can think of times in our life where we've felt like the coals, where um, we're out with our faith and, and we needed something to ignite, something to blow on those coals to get it going again. And I, th- I just think that's a great illustration to start the year off because I think we've all been through that. I've been there, you know, where just things are just going through the motions. And so I want to go through 2 Timothy today with you. I'm going to read through 2 Timothy 1. And I just want you to picture yourself as Timothy. And as I read, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from Paul's heart to Timothy. You are the Timothys this morning. And for those that don't know, Timothy was one of the disciples of Paul and uh, a great follower of Paul and, and someone that Paul used to, to go and lead the church and and plant new churches, and uh, he was young, uh, and I love, I love reading his book, uh, and, and often try and picture myself, Paul speaking to me as, as, as Timothy, and, and so here we see Paul writing to his spiritual son, and just a bit of a context, we've got Paul, he, he wrote this, this, this letter from prison, and he's, he's awaiting his execution, so this is right at the end of his life, and so Paul had a short time left. And what he does, he, he writes this profoundly personal letter and you can just see the affection and concern for his beloved Timothy, who he calls his son. And, and so we just, I'm not going to read it word for word. I'm just going to, I just want you to picture this and you're welcome to close your eyes. But I just want you to think, this is, you are Timothy and I'm, I'm speaking to you as, as I am Paul. And so Paul, he starts the letter, he says, my dear son. My beloved, I thank God for you. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you, and I remember your tears when we parted. I remember your genuine faith. The same faith your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice have. 
And then I just want to read this. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gifts God gave you when I laid hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. I felt this morning that I wanted to encourage you with these words. That as the Timothys, God wants to fan into flame. He wants to stir up. He wants to keep ablaze the fire within you. God has deep affection for you. He loves you so much. He is always wanting to be with you. He's always speaking to you. He always wants to encourage you. But somewhere or sometimes we forget to listen to the right voice. We lose our eyes. We take our eyes of what what we're supposed to, and somewhere the fire stops burning. And we grow a spirit of fear. We become timid. And, and we can all remember, and, and maybe, you know, you're not even there yet, you, you're still, but we can all remember, I know for me, that zeal. I know those times of zeal that I've had for God, this passion this desire to spend time with God, to get up in the morning, read His Word. I remember sharing, you know, wanting to share the good news of Jesus with others uh, and not caring what people thought. I remember these periods in my life and, you know, I'm sure you can too. You know, I know there are people in this room that I, I've, I've sat with you and you've shared your heart and your passion for the kingdom of God. But somewhere through there, you became discouraged. The person you prayed for wasn't healed. You stopped seeing breakthrough. And then the enemy starts to slowly whisper in your ear, putting doubts and fears in your mind, telling you people aren't going to like you if you share, share the good news. You're not going to be liked you don't have any gifts. You don't have any gifts to offer God. You're not important. And here Paul continues in verse 8. It says, never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. I want to ask you this question this morning. Are you ashamed of speaking openly about Jesus? Are you scared that the person might not like you? Paul makes it clear that being a follower of Jesus, this will most likely happen. And that's why Paul says, don't be ashamed of him. Because he's in prison for telling people about Jesus. And what we see here is we see Paul asking Timothy to join him on the mission. And he says this, which is very profound. He says, suffer with him for the good news. Timothy, come, suffer with me for the good news. The same way Jesus suffered for bringing the good news. I don't know about you. I don't know if that's an encouraging thing to ask. Why would anyone want to suffer for the good news? Is that something that we would really want to choose? 
And it's, I, I don't know about you, have you asked yourself that question, are you willing to suffer for Jesus? And what I read, as you read 2 Timothy, you'll actually see that this is the common theme through this letter. In fact, if you read through a lot of Paul's letters, it seems to be the common theme about joining in suffering. Why would he do that? And I can, I can just put up some of the verses to just give you an example. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. I am suffering for the gospel bound with chains as a criminal. I don't know if this is very enticing. If you're coming here and you're not a believer, you'll be going, why would I want to follow Jesus if I'm going to have to embrace suffering? But quite clearly, the reason why Paul says this, he could see that the spirit of fear comes from avoiding suffering. This is why he mentions it. He says that, I didn't come to bring a, a spirit of fear. I believe that the spirit of fear comes. We're fearful and timid because we don't want to suffer. We want to avoid suffering. And I want to talk to you today, because I think this is what Paul is saying. We need to understand the world we live in is not the end destination. It's the temporary. And this temporary place has suffering all around us. Stop avoiding it. You're already in it. And so what Paul is saying, instead of avoiding the suffering, we need to embrace the suffering we're already in. And this just reminded me of a uh, TV series. I, I remember this quote so profoundly. And I don't think I've watched Being the Brothers for 10 years. But this is what this quote said. And it was uh, Lieutenant Spears. And he was talking to one of the soldiers who was so scared that he would cry. He would not get out. Every time they were told to charge, he'd be sitting there afraid. And he says this. He says, the only hope you have is to accept the fact that you're already dead. The sooner you accept that, the sooner you'll be able to function as a soldier is supposed to function. Now, as to put that into our context, what I'm trying to talk about today and what Paul would be saying, he's saying for us to fan into flame the gift has for us, we have to accept that we live in a suffering world. And as soon as we accept that, we'll be able to function as Christians. This is the good news, that Jesus came to deliver us from suffering by giving us eternity. And even though as Christians, and I can, I can look around this room, those that decided to follow Jesus, I can guarantee you suffering didn't leave you. What I've learned with Christ is that He walks with us in the suffering. Because suffering is part of this sinful world. And it was, it was, it was I was praying and, and willing to share this message. I, had, I thought of someone who could just share part of their story, what happened at the end of this year. And I know there's a few people in this room and you could all get up and share his story. And it was funny, it, he came early this morning and I just felt like God saying, you know, he'll come early. And 
and then I'll ask him to share. And, and he did come early. And, he, and I just want him to come and share what God's been doing while he's been suffering. So if you just want to come up, Brett. And, and I just want Brett to share what he's been through because the pain and suffering that he's been through and seeing what God is doing through it is pretty profound and, and incredible. Thanks, Kate. Um, so a couple of months ago, I um, started to get some pain in the afternoon in my stomach and then by late at na- night, it was still there and it was extreme. Um, so I asked my wife to take me to the hospital. I didn't want to go to the hospital. I've been there plenty of times before. It's a terrible place. And the previous time I'd said I'd rather die than go back to the hospital. But anyway, I did go to the hospital and um, uh, the pain just continued to get worse. Um, and I went into this period of um, going between 15 minutes of extreme nausea to 15 minutes of extreme pain. Basically, I was exploding from the the inside out. Um, and over a period of four days, there was no night and there was no day. There was no sleep. There was no morning. There was only 15 minutes of extreme pain and then 15 minutes of nausea. And I had a question. There was a question in my mind to God <laughs> this whole time, which wasn't like, why me? It was, um, why did you create a being that can suffer this much? That was my question. Um, anyway, then I had an operation. I had to have an operation. They cut me from here to here. This wound is still open. Two months have passed. I've got a bandage here. Um, and, and, and then it got infected. Um, and I stayed in the hospital for weeks. Whilst I was there, many people visited me from the community, um, which was amazing, and they prayed for me. And during that time, I began to unwind the things in my head. I began to realize I had spent a lot too much time focusing and worshiping my work, for example. But as people were coming and talking to me and praying for me and this kind of thing, I realized, I started to realize what was important, things that were really important. And I started to realize that now I've got, now I've almost, I've got this time that I can spend with God and with people. Why was I letting myself get so busy before? And, and, and so it became, it became, um, I became very rewarded from that, very thankful. Um, When I tell people this story, they usually say something like, oh, sorry, that's so sorry for you. And, And that's right, they should say these kind of things, that's nice. But I always have to stop them and think, this has been the best gift for me. I am so thankful for this. I realized I hadn't been rested for three years and now I'm rested, I'm back on track. Um, I've been, I know what's important in life and I'm so thankful to God for going through this experience and I finally understand that passage in James and in Romans that says, count it all joy, brothers and sisters, when suffering leads to perseverance, perseverance builds character and character builds hope. You can read it, but now I understand it. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And so uh, 
In this world, we live in a world of suffering. Now, can I sit here and explain why suffering? I can't, I can't give you, it's, it's probably one of the hardest things to answer in Scripture. But what I do know is that God is with you. And what I do know, you know the reason what communion is for? Do you know why the disciples devoted to communion? The reason was, was to remind them that Jesus was with them. We don't just do it for some Sunday tradition. It's to remind you that God communes with you from the Monday to the Saturday and the Sunday, but not just the Sunday. He communes with you through the week. He is with you in the suffering. He gives you, he brings joy. As I heard Brett say before, he brings joy in the suffering, which still to my mind, it blows my mind. To see people have joy. My father, who, who went through cancer and, and was frail and couldn't even get out of bed, had so much joy as he was going through suffering. I, I still can picture him and the people that he encouraged. And I just want to, as I was doing my devotion this morning, I just thought how, how ironic that God brings this verse to me in Hebrews 10 and 32 to talk about today. And it says this, and I'm going to read it word for word. Again, it's on the screen. And to remind you, it says, Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful even though it meant terrible suffering. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten. And sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. And when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that He has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay, and my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. I know there are people in here that are going through trials, suffering. There are things that you've been praying for that you haven't got and you haven't received. And I can't explain. I don't know why God doesn't answer those prayers. But what I do know, that God wants to commune with you. He wants to walk with you. And He understands why does he understand? Because he sent his sons, Jesus, and Jesus went through the same thing. Jesus went through suffering for us. 
the worst kind of suffering that you could ever think of a human being could go through. Jesus went through it. So that we could have life. So that we could have joy. And I want to encourage you, you may not fully get to live out that uh, experience, that wholeness in this life. You're not going to experience that healthiness that we desire. And the world desires that. But what we do know is that one day that we will get to be be eternity with God. So we need to stop living for the temporary and start living for the everything, the eternity. And I want to encourage you to fan into flame the gifts that are on your life this morning. That's what Paul was saying to Timothy. You have gifts that God wants to use. He wants you to be sharing the good news with others. He wants you to use your gift of hospitality. He wants to use your gift of serving, your gift of prophecy, your gift of... uh, There are many gifts, and we don't all have the exact same gifts. But what He wants is He wants a passion in your heart and your mind. He wants you to be on fire for Him and not to avoid suffering, but to join Him in suffering to partner with Him. As Christ had gone through suffering, we partner with Jesus. And I can guarantee you that is the only place you're going to find true joy. If you're trying to find joy by avoiding suffering, you'll never find it. But if you realize that you're already part of this world that is a suffering world and join God, you'll find the gift of God. You'll find Christ. And I want to remind you to fan into flame. I want the music team to come up. Because even Timothy needed reminding. You know, we can read and think, wow, Timothy must have been an incredible leader. But even he needed reminding. We all need reminding. I need reminding. You need reminding. And that's what I'm here this morning. I'm, I'm here to tell you to stir up. The gifts. As I look around here, I, I know you have some gifts to offer to this, this, this. And I'm not talking about gifts on a Sunday. If you think it's about the gifts on the Sunday and I'm limiting you from not using it, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the gifts from the Monday to Saturday. Stop, stop thinking that God is all about the Sunday. He's communing you with you from the Monday to the Saturday and He wants to use your gifts for the world. To share the good news. He has not given you a spirit of fear. We are not to be timid. He gives us the opposite. He gives us courage. He gives us powerful courage. Loving courage, self controlled courage and over the weeks I'm going to talk about these three things I'm going to be talking about how he gives us power how he gives us love how he gives us a self-controlled nature and but I want to I just want to encourage you this morning do you know why we pray I think I picture me fanning into flame in the morning my coals are smoldering and so I get up And I pray for the Holy Spirit to breathe on me, to ignite the fire within me. 
Sometimes we need to come on a Sunday to ignite the fire within us. And if you have come into this new year, you feel like you're smoldering, it is time to open your heart to God, allow the Holy Spirit to breathe in, to ignite the fire within you. If you don't know your gifts, you know what Paul did? Paul came and prayed for Timothy. He laid his hands on him. I want to use the time this morning to lay hands on you. And I'd like some of the leaders to come out. We're going to prophesy. If that's not for you, that's fine. But we're a church about praying. We're a church that believes that God is the same God that was in the old covenant and He's in the new covenant. He's the same God that's working today. He's a God that heals. He's a God that brings restoration. And so I want to encourage you that if you feel like the coals this morning, it is time to start this year fanning into the flame. Amen.